This is the Hoosier Ag Today Tuesday podcast on the 12th of December 2023. I'm Andy Eubank. Hello, thanks for joining us. The Hat Podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. Stop by your local branch, too, and talk about your ag operation. C.J. Miller and Sabrina Halverson on the news today, including what the EATS Act would do to fight burdensome regulations and the importance of planning the financials for next year. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin has a dry 10-day forecast and soybeans sharply higher yesterday. Market analysis coming from John Zanker on the Hat Tuesday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. From seed, grain, and feed companies to crop protection, farm implements, and technology, agribusiness is all around us here in Indiana. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. At ACI, our sole focus is on the needs of our members. We advocate, educate, inform, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to become a member. That's inagribiz.org. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. One congresswoman shares her concerns about California's Prop 12 and mapping out your farm finances for 2024. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Well, the House Ag Committee recently invited all members of the House to share their priorities for the next farm bill. Sabrina Halverson reports how one congresswoman addressed her concerns about the impact of California's Prop 12. Representative Ashley Henson of Iowa pointed to the costs for pork producers because of California's Proposition 12 and a similar Massachusetts law. She said Prop 12 has the potential to disrupt the free movement of goods around the country, and she called for the inclusion of her bill, the Ending Agricultural Trade Suppression, or EATS Act, in the next Farm Bill. The EATS Act preserves California's right to regulate its agricultural practices within its own borders, while also protecting Iowa's farmers' access to interstate commerce. So I think that any radical activists pushing an agenda like this that have never stepped foot on their family farms should come visit a farm in Iowa. I've extended an open invitation to them. We'd love to show you how our farmers care and manage their farms and the environment in the process. So I look forward to continuing to work with the committee to build consensus around a durable and bipartisan solution to protect our family farmers from damaging and arbitrary mandates like Prop 12. At the close of the hearing, House Agriculture Committee Chairman Glenn G.T. Thompson said he appreciated the input from his colleagues. Obviously, the goals for this farm bill have remained the same as what they were when we, uh, when I started out as ranking member two years and 11 months ago, and that is that we do this farm bill that is bipartisan, bicameral, and highly effective. And the highly effective part is incredibly important. The roadmap or the recipe for highly effective is, is very clear. We've been on that path, on that trail for, uh, for now almost three years. Um, and that is listening to voices outside the beltway of Washington. Read more at HoosierAgToday.com. 
I'm Sabrina Halverson. Well, now that harvest is over, it's time to start thinking about not only next year's growing season, but mapping out your farm finances for 2024. In the finance world, I always uh, have firmly believed for the longest time, it's a really important time for our farmers to sit down and really uh, compile financial data, really work on that year-end balance sheet. And that's Steve Widges, Senior Vice President of Agricultural Lending at Farm Credit Mid-America. One of the things that farmers need to do is do everything they can to remove uncertainty and the unknown and quality financials that paint a picture of progress from year to year is one great way to do that. He says it's important to complete a review of your finances at the end of the year, each and every year, on a consistent basis. These trends that year in financials can share are great tools for the farmer themselves, let alone your financial institution you may be working with to uh, leverage your balance sheet even further to grow the farming operation. Widges shares some of the ratios and financial goals that he believes are best for 2024. One is reared its ugly head back up again, and that's interest costs. But we like to see ideally interest costs should not uh, exceed more than 10% of your gross farm income. So then beyond that, we looked at your fixed cost and your variable cost. And fixed costs are just looking at a combination of equipment costs, land costs. What we see as a good ratio is something under 35% of your gross farm income. And then the final one is variable cost and take all your costs minus those fixed costs that I just referenced. We like to see that at 50% or less. He recommends putting together a capital asset plan if you're looking at growing your farm operation. What is that necessity? What is that need? What is that want? And I think really thinking through a capital asset plan in, in the area of purchases is really prioritizing what's really important to this farming operation, you know, maybe in 24, 25 and beyond and be a little bit more strategic and looking at, okay, our profit's going to get squeezed. And if we do have a slip in profits by, say, 25%, what is the capacity of, of my farming operation to finance or those acquisitions and what have you? You can hear my full conversation with Steve Widges with Farm Credit Mid-America at HoosierAgToday.com. You can also listen on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app, a free download for iPhone and Android. I'm C.J. Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Radio Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Mid-America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bit America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Pretty short, sweet forecast here for you today. We are dry for the next 10 days. All we really have to worry about is how the temperatures kind of yo-yo back and forth here. We're in the midst of a cool surge right now. Started yesterday, actually started back into Sunday. But we're going to stay a little bit on the chilly side through the next uh, two days yet, today and tomorrow. Full sunshine, high pressure being analyzed in right on top of us. It is a Canadian high. Once we get onto the backside of that high, south flow will kick in, and that's going to happen for Thursday and Friday. We stay mild into the start of the weekend on Saturday. I don't really see anything to get too super excited about one way or the other over the weekend. Then on Sunday, we're still seeing lots of sunshine and dry air, but it does look like a late Sunday afternoon, a minor trough sags southward. This is another cool air mass that tries to settle in. Canadian high pressure for the start of next week, Monday into early Tuesday. And then temperatures moderate pretty quick Tuesday afternoon. And we're back above normal on temperatures for there through Wednesday and Thursday. Once again, 
all of this happening completely dry and you get out to the end of the 10-day forecast window, we're seeing this dry pattern extending all the way across the rest of the country. So in my mind, we can easily be dry right on through the Christmas holiday. Now, I'm not saying that's the case yet. Plenty of things can change way out there, but the pattern looks like it's going to be dry here for a decent amount of time yet. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Sharply higher soybeans, sharply lower wheat futures. I'm Andy Eubank. This is Who's Your Ag Today in the Monday Farm Market Review. And I'll have settlements from the first day of trade for the week coming up. We begin, though, with market analysis. I grabbed that at the end of trade from John Zanker at Risk Management Commodities in Lafayette. John, back to the old story for wheat futures on Monday, looking for demand right now, not getting it. And back to the uh, South American weather premium story for soybeans, a very strong move there as South American weather is somewhat supportive, at least at the moment. Certainly supportive for beans, disappointed that it's not supportive enough for corn, but uh, that shouldn't be a major shock, I guess, and and uh, it's something that we've seen quite a bit of over the last three or four weeks. But yes, big move, and that was looking a little dicey at the end of last week as far as whether we were going to hold on to the thirteen dollar level, and uh, the low the low this morning is thirteen oh seven, so uh, we've had a nice move off of that. That makes the technicians happy and the and the bull's happy, and there's still some fun length in there. So maybe we can keep this thing going. But that forecast has uh, put some more heat in. And once again, some decent-looking rainfall projections out there in the 8 to 15. But, you know, you and I have been talking about this for four or five weeks, Andy. Uh, we get to day eight, and uh, the forecast for rain is, has been shoved out into the new 8 to 15. So that's what we're seeing, and uh, we're seeing a nice reaction uh, in both oil and meal products. Yeah, both stronger throughout the day, also supportive for beans. USDA supply and demand on Friday didn't take long to move off of that report. No, it didn't. There really wasn't a lot of good stuff in there that was going to push prices much higher for anything. But, And that's typical of the December report since it includes uh, or does not include any production numbers. So, um Yes. Um, in fact, uh, it was so boring that I forgot to mention it in my morning comments <laughs> this morning. So I think that's the first time I ever did it, but that's how quiet the, the report was. So uh, the focus is uh, 100% right now on that Brazilian forecast. And um, yeah, I think it's iffy enough that we can maybe keep this rally moving a little bit this week. Seems as though no matter what goes on, corn, with rare exceptions here in recent weeks, is simply stuck in the middle of wheat and soybeans. Seems as though that happened again on Monday. Well, early on, with the planting progress being slowed in Mato Grosso, especially, that meant that the uh, second corn crop would be slow in getting planted, and that puts it at risk of that hot and dry stretch through the middle of its summer now we, we have the crop mostly planted. What's going to be planted in Mato Grosso so it's pretty much planted. So now we're now we're moving past that and just focusing on, on the damage that uh, this weather's doing to the soybean crop. And not so much the corn crop, more the corn at this point has grown uh, further to the south, which has been, been getting some pretty good rainfall. So it's, it's not too much rain in parts of Rio Grande do Sul especially. So the focus is on what this weather is doing to the bean crop 
and the focus is on Mato Grosso, which produces about a third of the bean crop. So here we are, one of the better up moves that we've seen in, in the past several weeks. John Zanker, Risk Management Commodities. John's number, if you'd like to get in touch, 866-837-9027. Final numbers now from Monday trade. Corn first, March goes four cents lower, 481.5. May contract 494 and a dip of three and a half cents. Beans, a very strong move. January up 32 cents, settling at 1336 and 30 and a quarter higher on the March contract, 1353 and a quarter. March wheat down 22 and a quarter, 609 and a half. Meat markets mixed as cattle futures turn around from a lower over open to the day february live cattle ending up 217 at 167.90 and a sell-off in february lean hogs 67.32 down a dollar 65 i'm into Bank with the monday market review this is who's your ag today indiana's most listened to farm radio network